question for you, and it's going to seem like a very odd question, but bear with me. Show of hands, how many of you uh, ate paper as a kid? Some of you, I don't think, are being honest. Come on, we probably all ate paper as a kid, right? Um, did you find that you preferred a type of paper over others? Like maybe notebook lined paper wasn't as tasty as like printer paper? Or maybe you, when you're eating that construction paper, you're really hoping it's flavored by the different colors, right? Have that experience? Now, the reason why I'm asking this question is because in that spirit, I have an experiment today. I want to volunteer. I want somebody to eat paper for me. I love this. I love this. Oh, man, I got two. You know what? Why don't you have both of you come up? All right. Now, here's the thing. Come on up on stage here. This paper is actually wrapped around candy, so there's a treat. But you have to eat the paper to get to the, the treat, okay? You can't take this off, all right? All right. It's no contest. No contest, all right? So I'm going to give it both, both to you. Now, for starters, I want you just to touch it. Tell me, tell me what does it feel like. Feels like plastic instead of paper. Good. Feel, feel that outside, yeah. Like plastic, okay. Um, can you smell it? See if there's any smell to it? Is there a smell to it? Smells faintly of candy. Great. Candy-like. Because there is candy in there, by the way. Yeah. All right. I want to make sure you knew that. All right. All right. Are you ready? Okay. I want you, I want you to bite into it. Are you a little worried? You know, it might be eating plastic. Have you ever had that experience before? You had a piece of candy and you weren't paying attention. You popped it in your mouth. Anyone had that experience? Am I the only? Okay. Thank you. Right. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, plastic. And you spit it out. Right. Well, we're going to see if that happens here. All right, go for it. What does it taste like? Bad tea. Okay, good. It is a fruity taste. Good. Can you taste the paper at all? What happened to the paper? Do you know? It's dissolving! It's a miracle! No, it's not. Thank you so much. Let's give them a... So that had absolutely nothing to do with what I'm going to talk today about. No, I'm kidding. It's, um, it's actually, the candy they ate was Japanese candy. It's lemon candy. That's why you say it tastes like bad tea. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to me to come across. Oh, well, anyway, let's keep going. All right, um, lemon candy, and I, I discovered this when I was in Japan. The people that I was staying with, they said, "Oh, you should really try this. You can actually eat the wrapper uh, without taking it off and eating the candy." And you look at it, and you're like, "It's plastic. I don't know." I, and and you, it dissolves in your mouth. The kind of paper it is. Anyone want to take a guess? It's rice paper. Yeah. I actually tried to take the rice paper off the candy because I thought it'd be cooler. But it was, it was stuck to the candy, so it wasn't going to work. So you got the treat altogether. Now, why am I talking about eating paper? Actually, it's going to tie into our Bible passage that I'm going to have you open up to. So if you have a Bible, um, whether you want to pull it from the racks there or if you have your app on your phone, by the way, we are using the ESV, English Standard Version. So if you have in your app, just bring it up to that one. And I want you to bring it up to Ezekiel chapter 3. We're going to look at verses 1 through 3, okay? Ezekiel 3, 1 through 3. 
And I want to divide this reading up. Typically what we do on a Monday, we have this side do verse 1, 2, and 3. Now, I'm going to do something differently since it's the beginning of the year. I want faculty to read verse 1. I want staff to read verse 2. And then students are going to read verse 3. All right? Faculty, verse 1. Staff, verse 2. Students, verse 3. All right, faculty, I'll start you off. Here we go. And he said to me, son of man, eat whatever you find here. Eat this scroll and go. Speak to the house of Israel. Staff, so I come out. And he gave me this scroll to eat. I gave you the shortest verse. Come on. Uh, students, three. And he said to me, When I read this text, I kind of wondered if when Ezekiel was asked to eat this scroll, if he was like, oh man, I wonder what this is going to taste like. Uh, scrolls typically at that period of time were made out of papyrus. It was a reed plant that would be cut down and dried and pounded into paper. So I imagine maybe Ezekiel was thinking this is going to have maybe a woody taste to it or a grainy taste to it. And yet when he pops in his mouth, what does he discover? Sweet as honey, right? Now, what I also love about this text is that apparently this scroll was big enough to, to fill up his stomach, right? It, it was satisfying to him, and it, and it was sweet as honey. But here's the interesting thing. God's word for us is indeed sweet because it's God's word, but sometimes the content of that word can be sour. And so what I want you to do is I want you to turn to the very last book in the Bible. We call that book... Thank you. And we're going to look at chapter 10, verses 8 through 11. And you're going to see a very similar kind of a thing going on here as we just read in Ezekiel. Revelation 10, 8 through 11. I'll go ahead and just read this. Then the voice that I heard from heaven spoke to me again, saying, Go. Take the scroll that is open in the hand of the angel who is standing on the sea and on the land. So I went to the angel and told him to give me the little scroll. And he said to me, take and eat it. It will make your stomach bitter, but in your mouth it will be sweet as honey. And I took the little scroll from the hand of the angel and ate it. It was sweet as honey in my mouth, but when I had eaten it, my stomach was made bitter. And I was told, you must again prophesy about many peoples and nations and languages so while God's word has that sweet taste to it, it can cause some sour stomach in our lives. And why is that? Well, we see in Revelation that for John, it's relating to what he has to prophesy about. And both in John and Ezekiel, we see many prophecies in there that are related to the judgments of God, right? God's law against his rebellious creation. And you know what? I don't know about you, but it's never really fun to ingest God's law. Right? It's actually worse than eating lima beans or Brussels sprouts or liver and onions or whatever it is as a kid that you just hated to eat, right? It's worse than that. 
But you know what? The Apostle Paul tells us in Romans chapter 7 that the law is good, though. God's law is good. So while it might give us indigestion, there's a good purpose behind it. What is that purpose? It's about calling out our sin. Right? Part of the function of the law is to call out our sin. Is to see what's inside of us and see what it is that we're producing. Because that sin seeks to separate us from our Creator, who has other good purposes for us in life. You know, some people, especially today, think that God and being a judge, that He's just that way to be some sort of cosmic killjoy. Or that He gets some sort of perverse pleasure out of judging us. And that's not at all the picture that we see in Scripture of God. Again, the law is there to do this good but really painful work, right? That's there to expose our sin and to show to us that this is really blocking us from life lived with our Creator. And the law does seek to bring us to a place of despair. That we should despair of ourselves and our own ability to do anything in order to make connections with our Creator. There's that sourness, right, of God's Word that works in our lives. So let's talk about the sweetness. How many of you have a sweet tooth? Right? We love our sweets. And boy, do I tell you, the sweetness that we see in God's Word is so much sweeter than anything that we can eat, right? Because while the law brings us to a point of despair, the sweetness of the gospel says, you despair of yourself, but you know, guess what? You don't need to despair altogether. Because there is a God, as we sang about it, who saves. And while Ezekiel and Revelation talk about the law of God, it also talks about the good news, the gospel, God's grace for us. God has salvation for his people. And boy, that is such sweetness that I just want to have all the time. I just can't get enough of that sweetness. I'm also reminded of Psalm 34, 8, that says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. You know where I look when I read Psalm 34? Taste and see that the Lord is good. The bread of life who hangs upon the tree for us, who sustains us, who nourishes us, who fortifies us in our Christian life. And so I love, I love, love, love this imagery of the idea of eating the scroll. I love that idea that we're to do that with God's Word. It gives us a different picture, I think, of just studying God's Word or meditating on God's Word, right? That we're called to chew on it and devour it and digest it. And that's how I want you to view Monday Chapel. That when you come here, you're invited to come and eat. Now, it's not going to be a grand feast because we only have 15 minutes. So it's more like a good solid snack you're getting here in Monday Chapel. 
But it's a snack that's about sustaining you until the next time you get to feast upon God's word. And yet, there are going to be times when you're going to hear God's word and it's going to give you a sour stomach. But you know what? That's for your good. And you're also going to hear the sweetness of God's grace and the gospel of Jesus Christ for you as well. But again, it's all about sustaining you in your Christian walk and your life together. So I invite you, come hungry. Bring the word of God with you. Come feast at the feet of our Savior. And indeed, see and taste that the Lord is good. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, sweet and sour, your word is good. May we never leave it or forsake it in our lives. By your spirit, may we regularly take time out of our busy schedules to feast upon your word. Fill us, Lord, we pray, and we say together, Amen.